This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Welcome, friends. And welcome back. Are you superstitious? Are you not superstitious at all? I know. I'm the unluckiest man in the world. You know why? Because it's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th? It's not because it's Friday the 13th. Folks are superstitious. Stop being paranoid. Superstitious nonsense. I, I don't know. 13 is a very unlucky number. Look, we're not talking about 13. What are we talking about then? We are talking about showtime. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday the 13th. Scott, Cat, and joining us, the former host of the Hot Like Pepper radio show, Dave Blizzard. What is that? <laughs> what a callback. What is that? Oh, my God. What the hell? How did that sit in your mind and you felt that that was the time to bring that up? I just thought maybe there's a good Diwali angle that you could talk about. Oh my God, (laughs) Kat, you don't even know this, do you? No, tell me. Do you want me to tell the story now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, my very, very, very first job in radio, uh, before I was ever on on the air, uh, I was one of a, what you call an operator or a producer, like a behind the scenes person mm-hmm. that that you know plays with the buttons and, and puts everything on the radio. Uh, so where we worked, we had a, a, a multicultural radio station called AM five thirty, and the way the station works was that um, the time slots were sold to different eth- ethnicities. So like the morning show was an East and West Indian show, then like ten to noon was a German show, and then a Portuguese show and so on and so forth right throughout the day okay. so um the indian morning show had a spot uh they needed somebody to uh to run the board uh, to produce the show uh, at least that's what i was told so i uh <laughs> i go in as a, a guy who's never used the studio and it was a pretty old studio so all old equipment everything was manual no computers anything like that so I go in on the first morning, uh, and the, the person who hosted the show was on a trip to India, t- took listeners on a trip. So like it was a pretty big show. Sweet. So so I go in and I'm like, oh okay, excellent. So the guy who ran the show uh, was a West Indian guy, and he says to me, he goes, uh, let me ask you, how you sound on the air? And I said, <laughs> I said what? And he said, he said, what's your on air voice? And I go, I don't know, I've never been on the air. And his face just like dropped, like just dropped. Like he was like, wait, what? So he pays for this show. So they buy the time, they pay for the show, then they have their own advertisers, things like that. So he stopped and he looked at me like, and all of a sudden his mood completely shifted. And this guy's maybe maybe five feet, maybe five feet, but he was like a like a like a Tasmanian devil. He looked at me and he's just like, How are you gonna host the show if you've never been on the air? And I was like, wait, what? And he goes, you're hosting the damn show. And he's like freaking out at me. And Whoa. I'm like, 15 minutes before we're supposed to go on the air uh-uh. to host a morning show. I was 18, maybe, at the time. Wow. And so, <laughs> so I was like, what the hell? What do you mean? So I, I, he's, like, he's like, well, you better figure it out. And he's like screaming at me. And I'm, oh. go, I'm like, oh, my God. What the hell is happening? <laughs> you seriously? That's yeah. insane. So my goal, I wanted to be on the radio. But I'd never done it. I was a kid. So I, I sat down. I said, oh, okay. So I started looking at the, the equipment that I've never used before. I'd never used that studio. So I'm sitting there looking around going like, I'm going to mess this whole thing up. And sure enough, I did. Um, 
So for the first 90 minutes, it was the worst radio you've ever heard in your life. I hung up on the traffic reporter. Um, I played the wrong songs. I had the wrong levels on the, on the board going. So like the wrong things were playing in the background and, and all, all this stuff. And I felt terrible. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to work at Taco Bell and Zeller's for the rest of my life. Uh, it's, it's over before it starts. Like I thought, I'm dead. I'm dead in the water. Yeah. So I, uh, at one point, I just kind of I, I messed up something. And then I put my head in my hands and I went, oh, I feel like I'm going to puke. And he's sitting in the studio with me and he looked over and he kind of opened his eyes really wide. And I said, yeah, I feel like I'm going to vomit. And he's like, and you just see him steaming. And I go, yeah, man, I feel like pretty nauseous. I think I'm going to throw up everything I ate last night. And then he goes like bites his, his, his <laughs> fist and he goes, you're on the air. <laughs> and I looked down and I left my microphone on. So... That whole thing went on the that air over this really beautiful Diwali song that's playing. Like, nya, 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 I'm going to vomit. Nya. I'm like, vomit. Yeah. And so I looked down and, and it was like Dude. every, uh, like I just, my body went to like 200 degrees. I was like, no. And I like turned the microphone off and I ran out of the studio. Sure enough, emptied my whole body. Oh my God. Uh, and then this is not a, this is not a lie. I laid down on the cold tile floor in the hallway and just laid there looking at the ceiling like, I'm done. It's over. It's over before it started. Oh I'm finished. So he comes back out and he looks at me and he goes, well, you better get back in the studio. The phone's, uh, phone's lit up. And I go, <laughs> oh, man. So he's going to make me deal with the complaints. I'm like, this is insane. So I go back in the studio, answer the first call. And I say, hello, hot like pepper, because that was the name of the show. <laughs> and, and the guy, the first person's laughing. They're, they're like, oh, it was really funny. Uh, that, that was kind of funny what you did on the radio. And I went, oh, okay, thanks. Went to the next person. They said, you sound nervous. Don't be nervous. It's, it's fun. We just have fun here. And I was like, oh, okay. Next one, another kind comment, another kind comment, wow. another kind comment yep. after, like each one after the other. And I, and I went, oh, my God, like I got to calm down. I got to be serious here for a second to compose myself, but then I'm going to loosen up. So I went on the radio and I said, look, I'm going to be honest. I've always wanted to do this. I've never had an opportunity. This is my shot. And this is my first time doing this. Uh, And everybody just like wrapped their arms around me. The East and West Indian community came together to take care of this little white boy who had no idea what he was talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're giving me Bollywood soundtracks to play. I'm like, play this song. And I'm like, I don't know what that that is, but okay. So (laughs) anyway, I did it for the, for two weeks. That was the time I was supposed to be doing the producing for the show. And then afterwards they asked me to uh, stick around and host their weekend shows because people really liked me. Oh, that's so good. I was like, look at you. Oh, so it, it's, I guess maybe there is a lesson in all of this that was unintended, but the, the power of positivity is incredible. Encouragement mm-hmm. goes a long way. Mm-hmm. If you have a chance to, to pat somebody on the back, do it because it, it makes a world of difference. Yeah. And so when these people embraced me and made me feel good, I was like, okay, I feel like I can do this. That's great. And so all I did, like legitimately, all I did was copy what I'd heard on the radio and just started doing little things that I thought, well, this may be right because people, other people do it. Right. And I just, that was the beginning of creating some sort of uh, persona. And how easy would it have been for you to just have walked out that day, right? Instead oh, of going back. You know done. what I mean? Instead yeah. of going back and going, okay, I'm going to answer these calls. Because in that moment, right, that was probably a little bit of a pivotal moment to yep. you being sitting right here and having done everything that you've done is saying, I'm going to answer those calls because, you know, there's some people who would have said, oh, no, no, I'm out. I'm gone. Got in their car and left. Well, and never came back again. I honest to God, as I was laying on the floor, thought 
well, I guess I better find out when the next go train back to Brampton is. Right. Like I was, right. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm finished. And so it was incredible. But the fact that Scott remembered Hot Like Pepper, like that was the name Hot of the show. Like well, what a name of a show, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's what they're this. up to now. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. It's probably uh, syndicated in like a thousand different markets. Yeah, no something. kidding. Well, they had a huge <laughs> audience. Should have stuck with it, Dave. Come on. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I could have been the poster <laughs> child. Yeah, it would have been great. So anyway, yeah, that's the Hot Like Pepper that's story. Cool. That's a great story. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, we're all being asked to not gather this weekend, despite the fact that we all know everybody's going to gather for Diwali. Is this a is this like the one that the sleeper? Most people aren't expecting it, but this is the one that spikes the COVID cases. Ooh, mm. um, I'm a little worried about it. Like I just saw the city of Toronto basically beg people on Twitter, please it, don't gather this weekend. It's please hard. Don't. And, and in some areas, it's going to be very popular and you're not going to be able to control it. It's hard to figure out, though. I mean, we still haven't really been able to find a way to prove, even though most of us probably assume that the recent numbers might have had to do with Halloween. Right. So we can all sit here and assume like, OK, the math maybe works out that these rec- this recent surge could be from Halloween. So how can we really, really know a week from now if the numbers go up, if it's because of Diwali, for example? I don't know if we really can ever tell for sure. No. I, hopefully people are, are doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, but you know there's going to be people that don't. Um, was the weekend a good choice for the Super Bowl halftime show? I'm okay with it. Because, you know, I think of the weekend and I think, oh, yeah, blinding lights, that'll be great. And then I think of <clears throat> The Hills, Earned It, Pray For Me, Crew Love, In The Night. Lost in the fire, all real down-tempo songs. No, The weekend I think, is a great choice. Everybody loves The weekend. My mom loves The weekend. I like The weekend. My three-year-old likes The weekend. So I feel like it's one of those across the board. That's what they try to do. They strive to do that, right? Get as many people watching as possible. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I always hear the arguments of, well, why doesn't Metallica do the halftime show? Why doesn't... Why don't they get ACDC or the Red Hot Chili Peppers? And it's like, because that's what football fans are already, they, that, yeah. that's what they want. Yeah. So the halftime show kind of needs to be something that the average person maybe not or would not tune into the Super Bowl for. So that's why you get Beyonce. That's why you get the disconnect of artists from the actual game itself um, to draw that bigger crowd. Yeah, and especially the females. Like, let's be honest. You're, when you think about the, the majority of football fans, there's a ton of female football fans that are going to watch the show for the show. But there's going to be your people like me that maybe aren't as interested in the football yeah. part, but I'm tuning in for that entertainment, right? right. Those are the people they want to get. So you, they do, most years, tend to, tend to nail it. And there's a lot of thought that goes into it. The fact that Jay-Z has a huge hand in it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me that he choose the, chose the weekend because he knows what's up. He knows the drill. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with it, to be honest. I think because they're going to do a medley, as they do every year now with, yep. the, with the big artists. So I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a, a, a light show. I think it'll be really visual and fun and, and that kind of thing. It's going to feel weird, though. I don't know Different. what they're going to do in yeah. the stadium because I, I, I think they're aiming for an increased capacity from the fans, but I don't know how many they're going to get. Yeah, I don't know how many people you can put in a stadium right now. Although I was just looking at the COVID numbers from America yesterday. NBC tweeted this out. You know, I thought we had a real problem here. We had 1,500 cases in all of Ontario yesterday. And then I'm reading this. In Ohio, they had 7,101 new cases yesterday. Illinois had 12,702. Indiana, a relatively small state, 6,591 new infections yesterday. Yeah. They're up over 10%. Some people have have a different mentality on it. And I can speak to a couple of conversations I've had from people in the States. One of them who caught it and over email told me, yeah, I got the Rona, but basically I might as well just get 
Yeah, Sorry, that, I heard that your sentence casual. is weird, and I thought you said he caught it over email. <laughs> <laughs> they can do that now, you know. Oh, God. No. Fuck, over got email, a virus. <laughs> over email, the person informed me they had coronavirus, and it was more of a, yeah, I'm going to get it out of glad to get it out of the way now. So I'll be back to work in a couple weeks. Good to go. Get it out of the way now, like, but there's people who are catching it more than once. It's, it's a, not one and done. It's not chicken pox. See, and some people think it's a herd, herd immunity thing, right? And then, yeah. okay, everybody gets it. We're not going to get it again. We're good. Who was it? Who was the politician in the U.S.? Was it Rand Paul? I forget who it was. Somebody said, oh, yeah, you know, go hang out with other people who have caught it and, and have parties and have fun and this and that. I'm like, that's not how that works, Dr. Dummy. That's not how that works. <laughs> uh, I noticed you have uh, retweeted a few U.S. senators lately, Dave. Are you uh, about done with the current occupant of the White House? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It seems I'm like done. you've you've had enough. Oh, it's yeah, it's time. It's Honestly, it's time to let the shit show go. Like it's it's over. It, you're, I will. I would like to go back to a time where I don't remember the White House Chief of Staff's name. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go back to not remembering every seedy uh, individual and and every scandal around them and hire the best people, uh, drain the swamp, and then you fire all these people. Like they're because they're all terrible. Like I just want to get away from that. I'd like to get back to politics being boring again. Truthfully, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yesterday. The Trump campaign got a, a victory in court, though, a minor one, mind you. A judge ruled that a small number of ballots in Pennsylvania have to be tossed out from people who had until this past Monday to show up and produce their ID, but didn't show. Yeah, well, that's reasonable, right? I mean, you, you have to show ID to vote, right? It's not going to change much. Well, here's, here's that the thing. won't change much. No, no. But this is the this is the the fallacy that it's created some widespread fraud. There is a voting irregularities. I won't say fraud. The voting irregularities in literally every single election, every single one of them. And this one, because it's on such a big scale. There's going to be irregularities. They're taking, they're trying to take every single one of them and make them into a much bigger deal than they truly are. Though there is irregular irregularities like uh, people who were registered to vote who have died, and then they're saying, "Well, dead people voted." No, 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 no. These people were registered to vote and have died, but they went back and traced them all. They said, "No, these people did not die. They are sorry. These people did not vote after they died. They were registered and then died." So there's other people who showed up who weren't registered to vote. Um, but then showed up to vote. There's all kinds of different things that can pos- that happen at every single level of government. There's no, probably no perfect way to do it right now until they put something in place where you can 100% be identified while you go to the polls and technology oh. will have a lot to do with that. The, the it, best way to do that, though, Kat, is to show up in person with your identification, prove who you are, and then mark your X. There's nothing not secure about that. So you think mail-in should have just been a no-go? Um, in a pandemic? Oh, that's kind of a tricky question. That's the problem, is COVID was the X factor in all of this. But then you can't just leave it lingering either, because people people would get so angry if they were like, let's just hold off, and he could be president another year, and we'll just worry about this next year, okay? That'll (laughs) never happen. So, like, they had to do something. I don't know what the best solution would have been. Yeah, while we're at it, let's get rid of term limits. Let's just let it run. Yeah, just fine. Just let it stick around, sure. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Whatever. Kat, can we talk about what you're doing today? I think I'm really happy for you. I think this is a big deal. Thank you. I am finally, after 
spending most of my life needing glasses or contacts. Four eyes. Laser- <laughs> 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 this, is the, hey, this is the last day you get to call me that. What's up, squints? <laughs> <laughs> squints. Yeah. I'm finally getting laser eye surgery today. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. Both of you have had it. Any advice? Mm-hmm. Now, it's been a while, and I know technology changes, so I'm not sure how much it's changed between the time that you've had it and me, but any advice? Because now I'm starting to feel a little bit a little bit nervous. Yeah. The best advice? Contra it. It's- <laughs> <laughs> you don't but think you I tried? anymore. Well, you know what? My my advice is uh, just make sure you know what you're signing. Uh, I went in and ended up with uh, big boobs, and I was Shut. like, "Wait a second, no, no." The uh, the nice truth of it tits. is, yeah, yeah, right. I got it for months until I got it corrected. Um, they were like peck implants. Wait, no, that's not what that looks like. Yeah, uh, the, it is truthfully the best thing that I've ever done for my my own health. I think um, the the change that you go through when you can see is. It's. I say the words night and day, but it truly feels like night and day. I went for six months sticking my finger between my eyes <laughs> like I was pushing up a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. And I had a really bad prescription, like really, really bad. My eyes were terrible. I had astigmatisms in both eyes. They were corrected by the surgery. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day have 20-20 vision. And it's wow. going on like I think 18 years since I got it done. Something like I that. I remember. I was there for your laser eye surgery and you were there for mine. Yes. And Scott's was a funny one because – He's he's a nervous guy when it comes to certain things like that. Like he was like that with the with his tattoo, his first tattoo. I took him to get his tattoo, <laughs> and uh, and I had to go buy him candy because he yeah. needed something to. Here you to go, chew Tiger. Up. Chew on a Mister Big Burr. Think- you can joke, but that's exactly what it was like. Sorry, it was God. basically him patting me on the head, saying, "Shut up and have another candy." Yeah, really? I, if I recall, the only thing I could get for him that that he was okay with was was runts. Yep. <laughs> What were you, 12? So, so I, yeah, I sat there with a box of runts and I would just like, I'm like, open your hand. I would tap, a, like, couple, shit. I would tap a couple into his hand and, and I'm like, well, careful. That's the banana one. Uh, and he would just chew on these candies, but they're a little harder, those ones, right? So, so he was, he was nervous. He was feeling it, right? So he's eating the runts. He's like, like crunching them as hard as he can. He's like, can I have a couple more? And I'm like tapping him, tap a couple more in his hand. Um, but it's, it's true. Wow. Like he had to, wow. he had, when he had the eye surgery done, he had the stress ball in his hand and I thought he was going to pop it because he was that nervous. You've mm-hmm. had a few tats since then. So you're right. Yeah. Now I'm much better with the process, but it all started with Dave and some weird guy in a house in Bolton. Um, <laughs> Boris. Well, I'd be a little Boris. nervous if I got my tattoo done in a weird house in Bolton too. No, this guy was the best. I love it. He was great. Yeah. But yeah, so he had the, he had the stress ball and, and I thought he was going to pop it. And then he laughed at me because when I had the stress ball, I was like, tossing it up and catching it while they're doing the surgery like stop bouncing the ball it's like oh yeah right i don't know i just didn't i didn't have the same reaction nerve wise i was nervous very much so but i just had a different reaction to it okay cat what is the rest of your day like after the surgery because we have very different uh takes on how to do this i think oh yeah Okay. What are you doing tonight? Okay, let me tell you. I've already kind of cleared the schedule. Um, my mom's watching the girls most of the day. I've got Smart. a ride to and from. I already kind of plan to not be on my phone a lot, so I've told everyone who I need to that might email me through the day or send me something. I may not respond to you until tomorrow. Uh, you didn't tell me that. 
<laughs> I might not respond to you till tomorrow, Scott. If I ghost you, that's why. Well, fuck me, right? I mean, I don't. I, sorry, heaven I forbid. Told, I need to get a hold. Did of I say everyone important? Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, no, honestly, just to chill. And then I'm, I'm told that I might want to be in the dark because my eyes might be sensitive. So yep, my plan yep. is, and I'm allowed to drink still. I double checked. So I'm just probably. Is that amazing that that was one of the things you checked? <laughs> can, I, can I still drink? Can I like, have a wait, couple glasses? It's Friday. I want Mama a needs her fun juice. Yeah, yeah. Like, really? That was one of the things you asked Can about? I still, well, they might give me a Valium when I walk in there if I'm nervous. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Scott, we had the same thing. It was like a tiny little dissolvable yeah. pill of some sort. Put it under your tongue just to sort of relax you. It's supposed you, to calm you. Calm you down a little bit. Too. So I, I think it's a Valium. I might be wrong. Maybe. They're giving I, me something. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't, if I have a glass of wine, it's not going to completely fuck me up. I, I th- well... <laughs> That's not the worst feeling either. Um, And that'll probably be out of your system. So anyway, that's my day. It's mostly I've kind of I've cleared it uh, and I'm going to be chill tonight. That's kind of the plan. What was your day like? I did the live day air that night at Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you don't say no to money. You don't say no to money. I think that was back when you could smoke in clubs. Yes. And so that was I remember that being part of the the debate was like, dude, I don't know if you should go in there. Like, it's going to be super dry and super like dirty air. And and you just had surgery on your eyeballs. Like, did you I'm trying to remember. Did you wear sunglasses that night? I did. I looked like Bob McCallum. That's amazing. L7 weenie. That's That's amazing. But they tell you, though, your eyes are going to be very light sensitive. And they weren't kidding for a few weeks. I saw halos around all the lights I saw when yeah. I was driving a at night. A few weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I did, it, I did it lasts yeah. for a while. There's some people who will go up to six months with it. Wow. Uh, but I, I didn't I, read the fine print. Well, yeah, you, you, made, you made sure to ask about whether or not you could drink, but you didn't check to see if your <laughs> eyes would see halos. I yeah, okay. See that. Yeah, uh, that's an important point. Yeah, you, you sometimes get the, the halos okay. around the lights while your eyes are adjusting to it when you drive at night. Uh, most people are done with it in a few months. Uh, sometimes it takes, like I said, a little bit longer, but... That was really the only side effect I had. I drove to my – so I had the surgery at 4 p.m. on a Friday. Drove to my follow-up appointment the next morning. I drove myself. And you were mm-hmm. okay with That's that? perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Now, did they tell you what you have to do when you sleep? No. So – You're not going to bullshit me, are you? No, I swear okay. to God this is real. This is legit. <laughs> There's so, like a 90% chance this is going to be bullshit. No, <laughs> it's not. I swear to God this is legit. <laughs> he has a smile on his face. <laughs> Just because I, I think you're not going to believe me, but I had to wear – and Scott, I know you did too, so th- you're, you're with me in the bullshit if this is not true. Um, th- these goggles, you have to wear like these little – like they're almost like ski goggles. Right. And you have to wear them for – I want to say it was like four weeks – when you sleep and that's so you don't rub your eyes when you're sleeping because your eyes are still healing ah. like your your uh, your cornea is still healing from the surgery i don't know if it's different now but i i swear to god i had, I had to get like these like they look like ski goggles and like <laughs> so an you're idiot. like scuba steve while you slept yeah pretty much so i'd wake up with the little eye the like the goggle marks around my eyes in the morning look like I went for a swim before i got out of bed but i don't have glasses <laughs> exactly yeah did you what did you wear scott it was the same kind of thing yeah, I had those goggles that uh, they they sell you those when you get the LASIK too, and right. and those were on. That's all well and good, but fuck, I swear to God, I thought you were going to tell her she had to wear a cone like a dog or something. <laughs> like that. I should have. Now that I think about it, uh, I didn't get to the cone yet. Uh, but yeah, you just, so it's, you, so you don't scratch your eyes in your sleep. Like that, if you, if you move around sense. at night and you, yeah, you, you yeah. happen to rub your eye and you don't think about it, you could actually damage your eye. 
Wow. So it's, uh, but I'm telling you, it's life changing. You're going to love it. The fact that you don't have to put contact lenses on, the fact you can open your eyes when you're swimming. Like, you know, not that I, I, I suggest that. opening your eyes when yeah. you're in the pool. <laughs> the chlorine's not great, but, but that's, you're able to do that. You don't have to worry about, yeah. oh God, a, a contact's fallen out or, or uh, they're irritating my eyes. Prescription sunglasses, all of that stuff now goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am so happy I did it. And it has Good. been, it has been, uh, uh, it's been a, a real uh, life-changing thing from the moment I got it done. I'm so glad I did. My prescription, like I said before, was really bad. Yeah. So, like, it was like three times as bad as yours. Yeah. And this will this will change your life. It'll be amazing. I'm excited now. Yeah. Okay, you guys have actually. Made, I didn't think this would happen, but yeah, actually made me feel better about it. See, there's some positive. Well, then we've done something wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> we could have made that a lot worse. We sure could have. Last but not least, before we go. Uh, Hostess has unveiled a new product that they say will be huge over the holidays this year. It is a do-it-yourself, make-it-at-home Twinkie kit. It makes one two-pound Twinkie. Whoa. It even comes with the baking pan you need it, and it's only $15. Would you bake your own Twinkie? Is a Twinkie vegan? I don't think so. No, because the cream. The cream in there? Is there there actually milk ingredients in that cream, though? Do we know? Uh, There's milk-like ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) Milkish? Milk adjacent. I'm here. Okay. That's a that's a big Twinkie, a two pounder. Two pounder. That's big. Like those those two pound two hander cat. Well, you know those two pound like Reese peanut butter cups. Yeah. Like those are dense. A a Twinkie's not dense. So a two pound Twinkie. It's got to be big. uh, It's gonna be pretty sizable. How much cream is needed to go in the middle of a two pound Twinkie? Too much. Too much. That's absolutely correct. That's the correct answer. Is that answer. the right too answer? Much. Too much. Yeah. That's too much. But how do they get the cream inside it, though? You probably... Okay, so does it come with a syringe or something? Like a giant syringe? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm what's looking in at the, the picture kit? of the box. The it doesn't that, say syringe on it. It doesn't... What's in the kit? Does it list the kit? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's on the Walmart site. I, I was looking at it because it's available exclusively at Walmart. I suppose I could get real in depth on this thing. I just didn't think I would need to. There's got to be. How do you? How else would you put the cream in? Do you have another suggestion on a two pounder? How you put well, the cream? If you bake it in two different sections, like here's the bottom, and then you put the cream in, and then you put the top on, I would think it's the same thing, you isn't need, it? Like a special dish because it's a dome. There's a there's a dome on the top. I don't here. think you don't bake think the you cream. Can, like you when you're definitely baking don't the, bake the cream. No, you have so to put it in after. Yeah, fact. it's got to be like a yeah, an injection. True. You're wrong, Scott. Like a like um like a, what do you call it? like the icing bags you know yes. you, you, when you you pump the the icing and, out of it yeah and you got to get it in there yeah oh, it's got to come with a syringe people are pigs they suck those things off like you wouldn't believe <laughs> get all that right in me empty the bag <laughs> nom, 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 nom. half the people you- are half the people are probably just gonna make the cream and eat it and not even make the rest of the Twinkie. <laughs> Just Twinkies are shit, but the cream's amazing. Yeah, it, it just says it right on the box. Designed for heavy set people and heroin addicts. Go for it. <laughs> this kit is perfect for everybody for the holiday season. That is, a, yeah, I mean, imagine that's how they would have to do it is just, mm-hmm. just stick the needle in and just, just there you go. I can't think of another way. It just seems like a very complex process for the average person. I mean, if you're a professional Twinkie maker at Hostess, you probably know how to do this like the back of your hand. This I've kid, never made a fucking Twinkie, you know so I don't know how to do it. You know what? You just, I mean, you just answered the question I had is who's going to do this? No one. People are going to buy this kit and let it sit on their fucking counters like they do with the gingerbread cookie kit. just going to say. And the gingerbread house kits. It's I, just, I have one from last Christmas still sitting in my cupboard. I have a very f- fun Millennium Falcon uh, from Star Wars gingerbread ship that mm-hmm. the, I, I won't even build it because 
I'm incompetent. Uh, and when I look, when was I look it from at, 2003, uh, probably <laughs> when I look at the gingerbread house, the one on the box looks wonderful mm-hmm. and I can never replicate it no matter what. Like I, I, I could try going exactly like piece for piece and it always looks like like a slum like it looks like it's a torn down building that is that is half condemned and is about to be uh wrecking ball just to, to put up some new condos or something like that that's what my gingerbread houses Aww. end up looking like they're terrible <laughs> dave's got a real ghetto gingerbread i have i have got community housing yeah it is it comes with the cop cruiser and the caution tape yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> dead tree in the front lawn like it's just I, I don't put up a does it come with the chalk so that you can write out a dead body and yeah, right on it yeah the caution tape is is really the the thing that puts it over the top yeah the instead of getting like a nice little um like the green juju bush to put like in front of the house or something like that it it ends up looking like a twig of rosemary so it just looks like a dead plant really it's like there you go just put this in front of your house that's what it ends up looking like <laughs> I can't do it, so I can't imagine taking a Twinkie and no, saying, like, oh, no I'm going to do this. No one's going to actually do it. No one's going to do it. Let me just pipe in the icing. No, it's not happening. It's not. You're it's right. It's sitting on your counter. It's a gift from someone, and you don't know what to do with it, so you just let it sit there. So if you get the, the Twinkie gift this year, are you going to re-gift it? No, yeah. I'm going to make it. I want to figure out how to get the fucking cream in it. <laughs> I no, want you to get it just so you make it. No, you know what? I don't want this to happen with Scott, because this is I know what's going to happen here, because you, you two are, are, are made of the same cloth. He's going to try to figure out how to put Bailey's in it, and he's going to yeah. try to so oh, I have this cream liqueur that I got seven years ago in Cuba. Let me see if I can use that. And it's, it's going to be awful. I don't want to try it. It's going to be half made. He's going to be like, well, I started making the turkey, and I got fucking drunk, and I didn't finish it. <laughs> well, I started making it. <laughs> That's how it's going to end. You finish it. He tells his girlfriend, hey, you finish it. Yeah. Then I sprinkled some THC on top of it. It was great. <laughs> All right, Kat, you got to go. It's surgery time. You have a good one. Good luck, and you'll see us on Monday. Keep the eyes on the ball. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.